0: I'm Stephanie Wolf with a brief look at the latest news in Texas politics and policy from the Texas Tribune. Temperatures in Texas have dropped since June's punishing heat wave, but they're forecasted to rise into the triple digits again soon. That puts people in fields like ag, construction, mail delivery, manufacturing, and landscaping at particularly high risk for heat-related injuries. Heat kills more people in the U.S. each year than hurricanes, tornadoes, or floods. In Texas, there have been 42 deaths attributed to heat since 2011, more than any other state. That's according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Since the start of this summer's heat wave, officials are investigating two worker deaths as possibly heat-related. Yet there are no federal or state standards that explicitly protect workers from sweltering conditions. Additionally, during the 2023 regular legislative session, state lawmakers passed a bill barring cities and counties from creating rules that exceed state laws. That could wipe out local rules like the ones in Dallas and Austin, where water breaks are mandated for construction workers. With no official government oversight, heat safety will fall to individual employers and their willingness to provide protections like breaks. Workers will need to be trained in self-care, and supervisors will have to learn how to identify heat stress. Several scientists have told the Texas Tribune that the state, thanks to climate change, is likely to see heat waves increase in intensity and frequency. With that in mind, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, or OSHA, advises workers to watch out for symptoms like heavy sweating, headaches, nausea, dizziness, elevated body temps, hot, dry skin, or thirst. If any of these happen, OSHA recommends cooling off with water, ice, or a fan, moving to a cooler area, and taking off any unnecessary clothing. Heat strokes are more serious. Symptoms include slurred speech, abnormal thinking or behavior, seizures, and passing out. In the case of heat stroke, it's critical for co-workers and managers to pay attention to symptoms and immediately call 911 if a worker displays any. OSHA has long relied on a part of federal labor law that requires protections from, quote, serious occupational hazards to keep workers safe in extreme heat. But the head of the agency told the Texas Tribune they are working on creating a national heat standard, because this general duty clause does not go far enough to ensure laborers are safeguarded when temperatures rise. Texas A&M University recently announced it was reviving its journalism school, It had recruited esteemed journalist Kathleen McElroy to head the new program, pending approval by the University System's Board of Regents. McElroy had previously been the director of the University of Texas at Austin's School of Journalism, where she was a tenured professor. She also spent decades at the New York Times, and she was excited to return to her alma mater. But during the last few weeks, McElroy's deal with Texas A&M unraveled. She says she heard from employees that constituents within the system were upset about her work on race and diversity in newsrooms. McElroy agreed to some changes to her contract, including foregoing tenure, which would have been a way to get around a contract review by the regents. Last Sunday, she got a third offer, a one-year contract under which she could be terminated at any time. She turned it down. The news comes as Texas public universities are preparing for a new state law to take effect in January. It outlaws programs, offices, and training around diversity, equity, and inclusion. Texas A&M System had begun a system-wide audit of their DEI efforts following the bill's passage. McElroy, who is a Black woman, says she feels, quote, damaged by this entire process. The McElroy-Texas and fallout also comes shortly after the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that race-conscious university admissions are unconstitutional. Three Texas universities are most impacted by the high court's decision—the University of Texas at Austin, Rice University, and Southern Methodist University. They all vowed that a diverse student body would stay a top priority— Since colleges can no longer take race into account when evaluating admissions, higher ed experts say there are other ways schools can ensure on-campus diversity. That includes targeted recruitment, in which college counselors reach out to underserved areas to help students of all backgrounds complete college applications. Experts also recommend universities eliminate legacy admissions to close diversity gaps. Criticism of legacy admissions has been on the lips of many since the Supreme Court's ruling. Legacy admissions tend to give advantage toward white and wealthy students. For example, nearly 70% of Harvard's donor-related and legacy applicants are white. Other recommendations include doing away with test requirements, as research has found tests like the SAT or ACT to be inequitable. And experts say universities can look at other aspects of a student's life, like geographic location, whether they went to public or private school, and their family's income. Check for updates to any of these stories at texastribune.org and follow the brief podcast for daily news updates wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie Wolf with the Texas Tribune, you've been briefed. Today's brief is brought to you by Taco Deli. Craving variety? Taco Deli has dinner covered with a selection of tacos and cocktails sure to satisfy everyone in your group. Visit tacodeli.com.